Good evening, everyone. Okay. Good evening, everyone. Um, I just want to give honor to God for um, who is the head of my life for you know allowing me to be on the line once again this evening, but also giving thanks to Apostle Joanne for inviting me back once again to bring forth the word this evening. And before I begin, I will um, say a quick word of prayer. But I just thank you and I, I honor you this evening, Lord. This is your time. This is your moment to have your way in me and through me, Lord. I surrender my will to you, God, and I repent for every sin of omission and commission, Lord. Anyways, I have trespassed or transgressed against you, God. I lay it all at your feet, Lord, to have your way, Lord, to continue to cleanse me, God. But I ask that you press on my heart this evening, Lord, that my words will be your words, God, and that they will hear your heart, Lord. They will hear your words, God, and Lord, and we thank you, Lord, for the prayer that brought us in, God. We thank you for the hostess, Lord. We thank you for the worship, God. And right now, Lord, we ask that you just rest upon us, Lord. Open every heart and every mind to receive from your word this evening. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay, um, my scriptures for this evening will be coming from Ecclesiastes, Chapter 10, verse 10, NLT, that's Ecclesiastes, chapter 10, verse 10, NLT, also Isaiah, chapter 6, verses 5 through 8, that's Isaiah, chapter 6, verses 5 through 8, NLT as well, and last but not least, Joshua, chapter 1, verse 9, and that will be from the NLT version as well. And um, as I was preparing for the word and I was asking God what he wanted me to um, minister on tonight, I didn't really know what I was going to, to talk about, but the Lord reminded me that um, every year around this time when I have to bring forth the word that he always has me watching certain things. And um, I remember when the Lord had required me and my family to relocate. And at the time I was pregnant with my daughter and I was watching um, the sheep shearing videos all the time and I was asking I'm like why why am I watching this and at the time you know the Lord had gave me a word about shedding like it, it was a season for for shedding and and cutting that um sheep they do keep their wool during the you know the cool and the winter seasons but when it starts to get hot they have to be sheared not just because of the the temperature outside, but also because they have accumulated so much wool during these seasons that it can be heavy upon them, so it has to be removed so that they can be light. So last year, around this time, um, 
once again, the Lord had me watching videos. I got caught up in watching some videos, and this time I was watching videos about carpet cleaning. As I'm watching the videos, I'm just like, Lord, like, why am I so caught up in watching these videos about people cleaning carpets? I have no intentions on doing it, but I was fascinated. So as I was watching it, the Lord started explaining to me, you know, about how, you know, about um, about getting cleaned up, you know, on the outside that, you know, when you look at a rug, it's, it's dirty and, you know, they, you know, you can see from the outside that is dirty, but you can also see as the person is going through the process of cleaning, you can see the process of that rug going from being dirty to being cleaned. And um, the Lord was, was, was talking to me about, um, you know, cleaning the outside, you know, posture and how we're supposed to present ourselves in the presence of God, coming before him, you know, clothed in holiness and righteousness, coming before him, clean, you know, purified. So this time around, um, I found myself watching the sheep shearing videos again, but then I got caught up watching videos about pedicures. Now, I personally do not like feet or touching feet, and I really don't like people touching my feet. But I also know that I do at some point, you know, want to get my feet done and, you know, get a pedicure. So I was watching them because I'm like, yo, like, I know I need to go and get a pedicure. But as I was watching it, the videos kind of, like, shifted to where, yes, these people were getting pedicures, but their conditions were far worse than what I was seeing. So as I was watching it, um, they were going through the process, and I'm just like, I'm watching it because, like I said, I don't like feet. I don't even want nobody touching my feet. But as I'm watching these people get their, their feet clean, I'm just like, oh, my goodness, like, what do you have to do for your feet to get this bad to where you have to go to a specialist to where you're not just getting your your toenails cut. You're not just getting the clean and the polish, but they're having to do some digging. They're having to do some deep cleaning. They're having to do some some um, some cutting. They're having to go to the root of that toe or that toenail to find out what it is that's causing this nail to die or to decay or to not grow or function as it should. And in that, I'm just like, Lord, you know, I, I'm completely disgusted by what I'm watching, but I, I just can't take my eyes off of it. So I know that there is something that you want me to see. So for this evening, my title is Purify Me, Lord. I Need a Deep Cleaning. i say it again. Purify me, Lord. I need a deep cleaning. So I will go to my first scripture, which is Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 10, which states, Using a dual axe, a dull axe, I'll say, requires great strength. So sharpen the blade. That's the value of wisdom. It helps you succeed. It's Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 10. And I read it again. Using a dual axe requires great strength. So sharpen the blade. That's the value of wisdom. It helps you to succeed. So as I was studying and 
and God brought me to this um, to this scripture. And like I said, I'm, I'm watching these videos and I'm watching them go through the process of of, of getting cleaned out. And um, what the Lord was showing me was that you know with this scripture, I was, I, it really stood out to me because I yeah I, I want to sharpen my tools. I want to be better in in the things of God. I want to I want to go deeper. I want to grow. And at one point, you know, the Lord was talking to me about the remnant in in Isaiah and how he was coming through and he was going to destroy the land, but there was a remnant that was left behind. They were not specifically chosen by the Lord to come out, but it was their faith that kept them and sustained them in the midst of adversity, in the midst of what was going on. Because, yes, in that book of Isaiah, he he was talking to the Lord about the people. He was talking about how they were praising and they were worshiping and they were sacrificing. And on the outside, it looked like they were doing the things of God, but God was looking at the heart. But there were few who actually did have the heart of God and who had faith enough to say, okay, yes, the Lord is going to bring his wrath, but I believe on him enough that even in the midst of all of that, I will be kept. But the only way to have a faith on that level is to be sharpening your tools. That's to be reading your word. That is to be praying. That is to be fasting. That is to be getting in relationship with God because we can't sharpen ourselves on our own. We need a helper. We need a comforter. We need the Holy Spirit who walks with us, who leads us, who guides us, who gives us instructions, who shows us where to go to get the very tools that we need to sharpen ourselves. So I said, okay, God, you know, that makes sense for me because I do know that when I'm more in my word, when I'm more in the presence of God, that I am very sharp. You know, I am on my P's and Q's when it comes to where he is asking me to be. So then he took me to Isaiah chapter 6, verses 5 through 8, and I was reading um, you know, about him and how he was called and the anointing. And when I got to verses 5 and 8, 5 through 8, which reads, Then I said, it's all over. I am doomed, but I am a sinful man. I have filthy lips, and I live among a people with filthy lips. Yet I have seen the king, the Lord of heaven's army. Then one of the seraphim flew to me with a burning coil he had taken from the altar with a pair of tongues. He touched my lips with it and said, See, this coil has touched your lips. Now your guilt is removed and your sins are forgiven. Then I heard the Lord asking, Whom should I send as a messenger to, his, to this people? Who will go for me? And um, as I was studying, I came across um, this apostle, this man of God, and he was talking about um, about um, open door season, and we were just talking about open door season, and he was saying, you know, that there were three kind of people. There are pioneers, there are plowers, and there are planters. And he was saying that, you know, people are called to be pioneers. They are not afraid to go where God has asked them to go. They're not quiet. You know, they, they don't stay in the background. Wherever God is requiring them to go, they will go. And as I was reading and I was like, you know, me as a person, and I know other people will think the same way as well, when you're called by God 
and um, it can be inconvenient for us, but God's timing is always perfect. But when we look at ourselves and we look at what we came from and the things we've been through in life and the things that we've done, we'll disqualify ourselves and say, I'm not good enough for this. I'm not up for the task. Like like Isaiah said, he he was telling God, I'm, I'm a sinful man. I, my lips are filthy. And I'm, I'm amongst people with filthy lips. I'm amongst dirty people. I'm amongst people that are just like me. So why choose me? Why call me out? But even in that, reading it, I came to understand that when we are called by God, we have to go through a cleansing process. And the cleansing process can be painful but necessary. And it's necessary for us who are called by God, who are being sent out by God, to be getting cleaned out, to be getting um, 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 purified, and made whole before God. So when he does send us out, that we are in the right position, we are in the correct posture to go before his people and to bring the word. But we also, like I said about with the remnant, we have to have that unwavering faith that allows us to know that if God called me, obviously he thinks that I'm worthy enough to do the task. So how can I come up against the word of God? And I was thinking about, you know, as I was watching the videos, like, on the outside, you know, as they were cleaning, they were doing the pedicures, they were cutting the toenails, and, you know, they were, they were getting the, um, the fungus and stuff out. But the more that they were doing it, yes, the toe on the outside did look clean, but the person started stop, stopped from working on the surface and started going deep under the skin, under the nail, and they were digging and they were cutting out things. They were going down to the roots of that thing, of that toenail, to get whatever was down in there out of it so that that toe could heal, reconstruct, regrow, and grow more healthier than it was before. So what does that mean for us? When we're going through this process, yes, it is painful. Yes, God is doing some digging. Yes, he's doing some, some cutting. Yes, he's doing some stripping. But he's going to the root of that thing so he can take it out so that whatever it is that is causing us not to go forth, that is causing us to look dead even though we're not, to look like we're carrying the fungus even, or look like we're sick and we're not, to look like we're down and out and we're not, to look like we're of this world and we're not. God said, I got to go deep down into the root of that thing. I got to go down there inside of you. I got to go into them places that you want to hide. I got to go into them insecure places, those places that you put on a pedestal, even though I'm calling you great. Even though I said that you're this and you're that, you still go and look to that thing. I'm going there, and I'm going to dig it up. I'm going to pluck it up. I'm going to the root of it, and I'm going to strip it out so that you will never be able to look back at it and disqualify yourself. I'm going to clean you. I'm going to purify you. Yes, it may hurt, but my timing is perfect. I've chosen this moment specifically, not because it's comfortable for you, because it's comfortable for me to be able to do the work that I need to do in you in this season. But will you let me? Will you allow me to do it? 
Because as I'm hearing this from God, and like I said, I don't like to get my, I don't like people touching my feet. So when I'm sitting in that chair, and them people, they cutting my nails, and they dig, I'm, I'm all over, I'm like, ooh, I'm, I'm all over the place. I'm shaking. I'm, I'm stretching in the seat. Like, I got to tell the technician before they even touch my feet, hey, be a little gentle. Because if you make the wrong move, I'm going to jump. However I react, I'm trying to let you know that I don't really like this, but I'm doing it because I need it. But is it not the same when we're walking with God? God will ask us to do some things that will make us feel insulted. He will put us in places that will have us like, really, God, you really asking me to do that? You really asking me to go over there? You really asking me to talk to so-and-so? Really, Lord? You already know how I feel. Really? But in retro aspects, Whatever it is that God is asking you to do is for your greater good anyway, so why not go ahead and do it? I mean, I want my feet to be tugged on and dug on, but once that pain is on my toenails, I'm strutting out the salon like a new woman. I'm feeling good about myself. I feel 100 pounds lighter because I had I pampered myself. Did it feel good? No. What, was I comfortable? No. Absolutely not. But when I walked out of there, I felt better than when I went in there. And that's the way God wants to do with us. The cleaning process may be heavy, but you'll feel so much greater on the other end because you're lighter. And wherever God is taking you, you don't have to carry that dead weight with you going into that next season. Which brings me to Joshua chapter 1, verse 9 which says, this is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Anywhere I go. That means that the places that may bring me the most fear, if God is telling me to go, I can go willingly because he is going everywhere that I go. And it, it it be funny, you know, when I when I go into these places and you know I I be I be acting the way that I be acting, but the fear and the anxiety I be feeling it, it be real. And I do need a comforter. I do need some someone to to comfort me, and to to bring me into a place of peace while I'm while I'm going through this. Luckily for me, you know, I do I have a I have a friend, a best friend who who will sit there with me and won't look at me crazy, you know, when I'm in the midst of, of these moments because I'll be having them. But that is what the Holy Spirit is to us. Because quite a step, when we be going through stuff and God be asking us to do things, we don't always be happy going through it. We don't always have the right posture going through it. We ask God a lot of questions. We want to know a lot of why God, why God, why I got to do this, why I got to get this up, why I got to make this sacrifice, why I got to move over there. Why I got to go see that person? Why I got to go work this job? It's always why, 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 God? Because when that pain set in, when that warfare starts to kick in, when those demons start to come out to us, we pose to make them rattle. But at times, we got to be truthful. We can be shaky in our own boots. 
of what we're going to see on the other side, of what's going to happen. Sometimes that warfare comes and it breaks us down. But because the Lord has sent us a comforter, someone to lean on, when we have faith enough to know, even though I may not see it, even though I may not feel it, even though I may not hear it, my father is still working. There's someone still here in the midst with me. There's someone still here interceding on my behalf. There's still someone holding my hand as I'm walking through this process. I am not alone. But in order for me to go to where I need to go in God, in order for me to be who God has called me to be, to fulfill his purpose in my life, to fulfill the charge, to walk in my calling, I first have to go through my purification and cleansing process. It's going to hurt me. It's going to be painful at times. But, God, I trust you. I trust you to keep me. I trust you to carry me. I trust you to cover me. I trust you that when you said no weapon formed against me shall prosper. It may form, but it will not prosper. I trust you when you said that you will create pathways in the desert for me. You will create rivers in the desert for me. You brought, you sent ravens to feed your prophets. That's if you can do that for them, God, you can do it for me. Because just like they had to go low to get high, I got to go low to get high. I got to humble myself under your will as well. Because I'm no better than them. I'm no greater than them. They're man, I'm man. I trust you, Lord, to cleanse me out. So that when I come out of this, I'm free, I'm healthy, I got the victory, and I can walk in the fullness thereof of what you have called me to do. So with that being said, I encourage you all to go through your process. Let God do the cleaning. Let him do the cutting. Let him do the digging. Let him do the pulling. Let him do the pressing. Let him do the breaking. Because I promise you, you're going to come out stronger and better on the other side. And when God calls you out, you're going to be able to walk in that full authority that he gave you in the boldness of your father because you know your identity. And with that, thank you.